Hello and welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and we got quite the room tonight. We've got our regular co-host, Jacob Belleville, Aaron Tweet, and new member, Wildcard, Daniel Strait. What's up, guys? What up? What's going on? Daniel, welcome. Yeah, it's good to be here. I'm finally glad to be part of a C2C. We are glad to have you. You made a splash this week, and I know each three of us here uh, were happy to be a part of some of those trades. Um, then there's Nate. Um, screw Nate. Um, so that's about all I got to say about him. Yeah, fuck that we'll, guy. We'll, we'll talk about a trade with, with Nate a little bit later. But uh, let's make sure you go out, rate, review, give us five stars. Uh, we... Our five-star talent, uh, we have five-star NIL, and we need five-star reviews. Anything less, don't put anything. Just wait till next week. You'll like it. Then give us a five-star. doesn't matter. Well, it, it gets better every week. Trust. It does. It does. So right into our quick hitter, we've got the NCAA video game coming out. We've got players getting a chance to opt in, opt out. If they opt in, they get $600 and a free game. A lot of people on the the Bird app, the X machine, has uh, been saying, wow, we waited this many years for $600 per player. I mean, I think EA Sports was fine with it. It was just NCAA was like, no, this is a no-go. What? Well, Jacob, I'll start with you. Then go to tweet and then Daniel. What is the least amount? You are college Jacob. What is the least amount of money that you are taking uh, to be in the NCAA video game? Just a, the free game for me. But I'm college okay. Jacob. I'm not. I'm not. You know Caleb Williams or anything like that. So where is where is the like what star do you have to be or like? What kind of player do you have to be before you're like, hey, I need some sort of dollar amount? Mm, I think you hold out. What you do is you hold out and you don't say yes to it. And then if they keep coming back to get you into the game, that's when you know that you're enough of a star that you're going to need, I don't know, 15 grand. But – they already did that where they didn't put the people and then you could just like go in and put the names for people anyways. You like out of this avatar. Yeah, you just download it. <laughs> like the internet's way too good now. Like this is oh they're uh, not gonna pay you fifteen grand. <laughs> so Jacob's not in the game yeah, I guess I'm gonna take, without nothing. I guess I'm taking less if they're not gonna pay me. <laughs> I'm just seeing how much I can get. Can I get six hundred and fifty bucks? Yeah. <laughs> Well, we know you're not taking anything. You're just getting a free game. So, tweet. What are you doing? I'm getting. I'm getting crazy here. I need twenty bucks for a case of Bushlight. And this is college. So Bushlight was twenty bucks back then. Yeah, back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a hot ad now. Yeah. Um, so I need twenty bucks. I need that case of Bushlight so I can just sit there, drink Bushlight all night, and play the game. Like that's all I care about. So. All right college tweets doing that um you know what 600 bucks on that topic like how many people are they paying 600 if they opt in it's like a hundred thousand athletes or something stupid like 
That's it's a lot like, of. It looks like it's a little under eight million. Eight million. I mean, that's a decent amount of chunk of change, like to be paying that walk on fucking middle linebacker that's a preferred walk on. Like that guy loves it. So that's perfect for him. Obviously, Caleb Williams hates it, but uh, preferred walk ons. I'm not sure if they're in the game, though. Are, you think they I think it's just scholarship. Having, is it just scholarship? No. So it's even less I than I think so. Then. Yeah. Interesting. Like I, I think it's like 85 per team or something like that. 85 times 133 times 600. It's got to be like six. It's like $7 million. Yeah. yeah They'll probably make that number. in sales, probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, especially with it not being around for so long, it, it, people are going to buy the shit out of this game. I'm people debating are, whether or not you're going to buy it. I'm debating whether or not I'm going to buy it. I don't have a console, like, other than my kids' <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Yep. I don't know if they'll have it for Switch, but like it might, like, I might do it. <laughs> I haven't really gamed since like college, but even I've kind of thought about it because I, yeah. I remember 2014. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't gamed for college either, or since college really all that much at all. I'm definitely getting it. That's for sure. All right, Daniel, what's it going to take Absolutely. for College Daniel to uh, be in the game? You know, actually, I think 600 is a good number because if you're Big enough. If you're famous enough, you don't even care about six hundred dollars anyways, because you're already making, you know, six figures from NIL. And for me, it'd be tough because I'm a big fan of the game. So if I'm in college, I would do it for free because I want the game to be out. Like I'd be like, I don't want me to be the reason it doesn't come out. So I, I think six hundred. I mean, I like that to be honest, because I mean, everyone wants the freaking game out. And then, like, if you're Caleb Williams, you don't care about like even if they offered you ten grand, dropping the bucket compared to what USC's paying you anyways. And sure. if you are that middle linebacker who's second string, third string, you're happy to have 600 bucks, you know? So, I mean, I, I just like, saw a post I from, I just saw a post from an incoming freshman at Texas, Parker Livingstone, Livingston, mm-hmm. Livingstone, I think. And he was like, I'm in the game, like, I'm in the game, exclamation point. Like, he's excited about it. So yeah. I think that's that's pretty cool. Dude won't okay, even. How many of these the guys will never be in a video game? Like they're never gonna make Madden. They're not gonna like it's not gonna happen. So they got their name in a video game with their likeness. Like that's sweet. Like that's every college kid's dream. I like Daniel's point on this whole thing. Like I think it makes total sense. Like give me six hundred bucks. I'm making my money elsewhere, but I got a video game with me in it. Like that's sweet. So, okay. Tweet. You don't need to butter him up. You already got Drake may (laughs) chill out. All right. Daniel, we'll start with you. The game hasn't been out for a while. Who do you want to see on the cover of the video game? So before Nick Saban retired, I would okay. have said every Heisman winner since the last game. That okay. felt to me like like you could either have one cover with all of them or you make eight different covers. But I almost feel like I wouldn't blame him one bit to put Saban on the cover. I mean, greatest college coach of all time. Uh, so I'd say either him or give me just a cover with all the recent Heisman winners since 2014. You know, seems the most fair. Because Caleb Williams or... You know, Jaden Daniels, I mean, you get one guy, but what about all those guys who never got their chance in this game? You know, they're kind of missing out. It'd be kind of nice to pay homage to them, you know. Tweet, what about you? Oh, the Western Kentucky mascot. <laughs> okay. The Hilltopper, okay. Or obviously Arch Manning because he's the greatest player of all time. 
I mean, who we we couldn't agree more. We yeah. couldn't agree more. Yeah. Big Arch. For my sake, there. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, who do you want to see on the cover? Let's. Uh, uh, I like Daniel's suggestion. Maybe Mike Leach. Ooh, oh, okay. The pirate. Right, would... Fly, fly the, the whole pirate game fly. just has like quotes from him, like <laughs> running over top of everything. I did get a uh, a quick text message uh, from from Grim, our favorite. Um, he wants Tory Taylor, obviously, because he's an Iowa fan. So let's just put Brian Ferentz on there too. <laughs> Both of them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you what do you think, Luke? Who do you want? Um, I I like the idea with uh, all the Heisman past Heisman winners. That probably seems to make the most sense. And then there'll be like some sort of like they'll save the Nick Saban one for some like weird college special edition that will cost like twenty dollars more for like the exact same thing except for like a gold cover or or something. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that would – I think that makes a lot of sense. Just, I just feel like you got to make up a lot of ground from the years that you missed. So I like that one, Daniel. I, I think Madden did that too when uh, John Madden died. I think they had like the special – Yeah, there was like a silver, yeah. platinum. I remember, yeah, uh, it was something something like that. So anyways – um, let's see here. NCAA news. I might have got a little ahead of myself. I feel like last week or two weeks ago, I talked about the five, five and seven playoff versus the six and six. And I think I said that they went with a six and six. Well, apparently I don't know where I got that. They're deciding on it. They decided on the five and seven playoff adoption for the 12 team playoff. So that is my bad. Um, does anyone remember off the top of their head? what the exact uh, qualifications are for the automatic bids, et cetera. Well, I think it was going to be six and six uh, because you're going to have five of the P5s at auto bids. And then when the pack 12 became the pack two, I think that's why they changed it uh, to six and six to be able to leave out that and possibly have two or to five and seven, just because it's four P5 now. Uh, so I think four P five and the best G five gets auto bid is what I'm pretty sure. Yes, the four P five conference winners, um, and then the highest G five. Okay, which I don't know. It's fine, but then I think like everybody else is in there that is just ranked the highest. Yes, and then it's just ESPN deciding who they kind of like want in there and making all the matchups anyways. I, I don't know. I think it's going to. I think we need to go back to the duking it out on the West Coast. Two teams for their playoff shot. I like that. We talked about it last week. It was great. I mean, Oregon State comes in with one win. They run yep. the table. They're national title champions. You know, like that's yep. a big deal. So, so that is something that's new uh, that I think I messed up last week or the week before then Steve Sarkeesian signs a contract uh, extension going to 2030. He's getting $10 million plus salary. Um, he's getting a private plane for personal use, two cars and a country club membership. 
I mean, nowadays, I don't understand how you have time to golf because you're trying to recruit kids and then also recruit the kids that you already have on your team that you don't want to leave. I don't know when there's time to golf. So I don't understand what the point of a salary is if you're handing out like cars and country club memberships. Like, when did we start just handing random shit out as like contracts? Like, well, that it also kind of surprised me that he's at $10 million. Like Mel Tucker just got nine million and then got fired. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, oh, it's weird. They had Gold to sweeten the deal somehow because I think I think he could have probably got more than ten. I'm gonna look up here the top, especially with the way he's been recruiting. Top paid coaches. Yeah. Well, I feel like recruiting for Texas might be one of the easiest jobs. I mean, oh, yeah. you're already in Texas. You're getting. And always, now with Saban gone, it's Georgia or Texas. So you gotta be like, hey, you're already in Texas, you come play for me, you know? Yeah. So you just made the playoffs, you know, like for reference, Nick Saban was making eleven point four. So Mel Tucker was grossly overpaid. Yes. <laughs> so we got yes. Dabo at ten point nine, Kirby at ten point seven, Day at ten point three. Mel Tucker was actually at ten. Jeez. Riley is around 10, Brian Kelly 9.9. So oh, he's yeah. getting Lincoln Riley type money and a little that's bit better right. than that's, uh, that's rough Brian for Kelly. Michigan State. <laughs> it's bad well, then, well, then they had to, you know, you had uh, Ken Walker kind of saves the day, makes them look good, gets them paid, and then they're like, oh, no, we got to like pay all of our basketball team. So, yeah, we're going to have to get rid of you and pay out <laughs> um let's see here we've got fsu versus the ncaa kind of an update on this uh haven't talked about this in a couple weeks but fsu needs to be out of the acc by the second week in august to be out of the acc in 2025 so they are for sure a part of the acc next year in 2024 and we talked about this during the season because we talked about maybe they might uh, join the Big Ten because there's there's a couple things that they could do, like you have to get certification things for et cetera, et cetera. But if they are going to be out or potentially out in 2025, they need to file that by the second week of August. So we'll have an idea what l- their future looks like for the next two years next year for sure they are in the acc also happening at the acc conference two weeks ago i believe it was they before the ncaa has voted on this they did the approval of in helmet communication for acc conference game so they are going to use it in the spring Obviously, not a big deal on the offensive side. You got the quarterbacks, got a mic in there. But what do you do on the defensive side? Typically, it's your middle linebacker or a linebacker. But in college, you only have one helmet fit to your head. You can't just like switch out. And they kind of do like a lot of teams will do these like almost like hockey change outs on defense. What happens when you have two people with mics on defense? Like, does one get cut off? Is Are you only ever going to have one? Do you give it to a safety or a cornerback, and then you do your normal hand signs 
picture thing for your defensive front. I don't know. That'll be something interesting, but they're going to try to work on figuring that out for spring practices and then spring games. You might see some of that. That's pretty interesting. Pretty, pretty cool. But yeah. And then how many helmets can have a mic in it? Are there only two on the defense? Because there's no way one kid's going to play. They play so fast in comparison to the NFL. Like you just can't have your middle linebacker be the only person with a mic. So do you just always have a guy ready to go on defense? Does Do you have four helmets where you can do switching of the helmets, but you've already had that other helmet fitted and it's got, I don't know, and it doesn't have a mic. So interesting things, but you know, we do it with the numbers and people still have problems with ripping the old number off and you might have two numbers out there. So anyways, anybody have any thoughts on FSU or uh, the in-helmet communication? All right. I mean, FSU Jacob. should stay at this point, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I, think, the, SEC, I think they go to the SEC. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're definitely have the easiest path to the playoffs staying in the ACC cuz what do you have? Clemson? Not I would argue it. that Florida State's going to be better than Clemson this year. Miami yeah. might surprise some teams this year. Um I feel like they might be they'll be like the the old Texas where you're like Texas is back and then they're never ever back, but I think I think Miami could uh, surprise some teams this year. Maybe North Carolina. Maybe. No, I don't think they're Tough now. I don't think Syracuse has a pretty now. weak. Syracuse has a pretty weak schedule. They could sneak in, kind of like Louisville did uh, this last year. Georgia Tech is bringing most people back. Haynes King, baby. <laughs> Haynes King. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think. I think it'll be interesting to to see how that development works, but something to look for here uh, right before the season starts, I guess. Jacob, what do we have for NFL news? NFL news, we just have the Combine starting next Thursday. Oh, that's it? What's that? Oh, that's it? Who cares about the Underwear Olympics? I love the Combine. I love the draft. Um, Thursday, we got D-line and linebackers. Friday, DBs and tight ends. Saturday is going to be all your fantasy relevant players, and then O line on Sunday. So, football's back. back Did football ever really leave, though? No, no, it didn't. So, quick story Cassie, um, she always does some stuff with some, some girlfriends, and she'll have a girls' weekend or whatnot. I'm like, hey, FYI, I made plans, having a guy's weekend going to Ankeny for the draft. She's like, okay, that sounds good. When is that? Tell her, whatever, it's April 26th or, or whatnot. I'll be there Friday. She's like, no, you're not. I go, fuck, I'm not. Like, I'm going there. She's like, no, you're definitely not. I'm like, why not? She's like, we're going to be in Las Vegas. I'm like, fair point. So I will not be there for the day two festivities that we had last year but i will be excited to uh hear how how it goes you know the draft was in vegas last year 
right? Yeah, I miss. I'm like, I totally whiff. Yeah, you definitely messed that whole thing up, but yeah, I totally messed. I was like, oh, I got the year and everything, but yeah, it's so I will be in Vegas and that'll be. I'm supposed to come back Friday night. I'm supposed to get back at like 10 o'clock at night in Cedar Rapids. So I was a little bummed. I was like, all right, having a guy's weekend. She's like, sounds good to this day. Yeah, you're not going. I was like, you can't tell me no. Well, okay. Apparently you can. I'm not, not even in the state. (laughs) League trades. 2024, we had quite, as Nate calls it, a Cyber Sunday sale. Like, did he come up with that on his own? I mean, I, I mean I've never, clearly. I've never heard of a Cyber Sunday deal before. So that was very original, Nate. Um, we go up to ten trades. We actually got uh, Tweets Man Todd, who does the C two C trade show. He's going to come on next week, and he's going to break down our uh, trades. So that's going to be next show. But we do have Daniel here, and I want Daniel to talk about a couple of his his trades. What is, Daniel, a a trade that you were really, really excited about that you would like to talk about uh, here tonight? Uh, I I think the first one, really, that I did, uh, Brian Thomas, Johnny Wilson, and Jackson Dart for – uh, Zay Flowers in an early NCAA pick. Um, it was a combination of two things. You know, uh, he had messaged me interest in it. I just got the league. I was like, I need to look at the rosters on both my sides, kind of see what's going on. And then two things happened in a short period of time. Uh, I just saw a random tweet uh, comparing Brian Thomas to Laquan Treadwell. And I was like, all right, we well, can't have that. Uh, and then a podcast I listened to was talking about how Zay Flowers statistically had a better year than maybe the fantasy stats show. And I was like, okay, he's pretty young. And if for some reason, Mark Andrews misses more time because he did really well when Mark Andrews misses time. And, you know, I think Zay Flowers is younger and him and Lamar get rapport. So it was kind of a, it was kind of just match made in heaven. He had, he had messaged me about Brian Thomas and I saw Zay Flowers on his block. And I was like, this is the easiest thing in the world. Uh, and it could be wrong, could blow up in my face, but I mean, if Brian Thomas stinks his rookie year and he's not a first round draft pick, I'm not going to sell him for nothing. You know, he's just not gonna. And I feel like Zay Flowers has already shown he's a good wide receiver. He's not a great one. He's never going to be a wide receiver one. But, you know, we're starting five, six wide receivers any given week. Yep. Um, he's a guy I don't hate seeing now. And Jackson Dart, I don't know. I, I drafted him his freshman year in my other league and uh, he burned me. So I hate him forever. <laughs> all right jacob why is johnny wilson 10 times better than neon keon coleman um he did outproduce him when they were both on the field so there's that uh johnny wilson's kind of like i don't know what he turns into in the nfl i'm really hoping tight end i'm really hoping that he moves to tight end because that might be a lot of fun and then brian thomas jr i just kind of like and if he's if he does get first round draft capital, then you're looking at the way I viewed it was Zay Flowers is probably worth a mid round like rookie pick in a standard dynasty league. If Brian Thomas Jr. gets, you know, first round draft capital, he's you're probably looking at a late first round pick. So then I'm getting him and then the unknown of Johnny Wilson. And then the two oh two for Jackson Dart, who I think at minimum, I think Jackson Dart is gonna have a big CFF year. 
this year. And you need quarterbacks on that. I do. I need I needed at least one more that I knew I would get points from. So all right. And then is there another trade that you want to talk about, Daniel, while you are here? Uh yeah. Um the Arch Manning and Isaiah Bond one that I actually did with you. Um and this one was more of just a gut feeling. You know, the problem with Arch Manning, he's got the Manning name. So no matter what, he's going to get far more chances than he deserves. And that's really good to have because, you know, he's going to get every chance in the NFL, every chance in college because of the Manning name. And that's going to be huge for opportunities. And he could be really good, but a part of me thinks he won't be. Um, And that was based entirely on his high school championship game. He did terrible. He did terrible as high school champion. He had terrible stats. And I'm like, okay, you're playing against high school guys. We haven't even seen you in college yet. And then you got to get to the pros. So this one was more of a gut check. I I even looked it up, and a lot of people have Arch Manning ranked pretty high. Uh, Everyone seems to like him as a prospect, you know, especially because, you know, you got Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, and, you know, all of them training you. You can't ask for better, you know, coaches, but. I think him and Bond are just not going to amount to much. Ridley was kind of whatever, but DK is only 26. So I should have two, three years out of a guy, at least with wide receiver two production. Um, and Arch Manning wasn't going to start this year anyways. So he wasn't going to help me this year at all. And I got two guys in the pro side who could help me this year. So that was kind of my thought. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not a big – go ahead, Tweet. No, I like that trade overall, I think. I think Luke gets his favorite player ever, Arch. Um, yep, Every, known Arch, Arch Manning lover, right? Yeah, ever since you got rid of Quinn, you've been an Arch lover. It's a weird thing, but um, I love DK coming to your team. Um, if Gino could throw the ball a little bit better, he'd be even better, I think. Um, I uh, Ridley was whatever, and you ended up trading him anyways. But uh, I don't know. I think it's an overall good trade, in my opinion. I would probably prefer DK over Arch and Isaiah Bond. But. And from my point of view, I really, really dislike selling NFL players and not getting any NFL players back. Not a fan of it. Here, I'm not even getting a quarterback that's going to start, like you said, this year. Like, I'm getting zero points, and, like, I know that. But it's like, okay, I took a dart throw with Isaiah Bond going to a better system. You know, I can't say better. The unknowns of Alabama and then going to uh, Texas. And then I really just kind of looked at what quarterbacks are around this year. Like this year is just so much unknown. And I had previously picked players that I I draft that I'm like, okay, I know they're going to sit for a year or two years. And then they're going to get their chance. Well, like, you know, I draft Malachi Nelson. He's going to get his chance. Well, then, you know, you've got coaches leaving. You've got transfer portal stuff. There is no more that, you know, from a CFF dynasty standpoint, not even just a C2C, like you can't just assume this freshman or this guy that is good or that you perceive is good to just – play next year like they might never see the field because they bring in and they over recruit or do whatever and i was like well like you said you know that name 
they're probably not bringing in a quarterback that's going to start over that name. And if they are, he's going somewhere else and he's going to get his opportunity. So I was like, that at least gives me a starting quarterback for two years from now. And I at least have something to pair with. Hopefully um, Jackson Arnold, you know, does a little bit. I don't, I don't anticipate a lot out of him and Oklahoma going to the SEC this year, but I think it'll be enough. And and it, you got Byron Brown, and it poise, puts me in a position for two years from now. But that's like get really galaxy braining it. But I'm like, if there's anybody that's going to keep that value or or just stay around, it's probably Arch Manning. All right, yeah, good name. Uh, Nate wanted Calvin Ridley. That I mean, if that's an eight-man football move, if I've ever seen one, Jesus. Jacob. Yeah, I mean, and then Aaron awesome. Jones. He's thirty-one now. Both of them. Yeah, Aaron Jones. I think is forty-two. So, good luck with that. Apparently, he doesn't believe. He doesn't believe in uh, Prime. He doesn't believe in Travis Hunter. He doesn't believe in Shadur. But Daniel, Daniel believes. He believes in Colorado. Well, you know, same thing as Arch Manning. It's, you know, he, he he's his dad's famous as hell, you know. And so he might get more chances just because of that alone. So that was kind of my thought. Plus, he's going to play this year. He's going to be startable this year um, after losing Jackson Dart. Because I had the same thought as Jacob about D- Jackson Dart. I'm not sure about the pro side, but he was going to – be decent for I would say actually really good for college yeah. this year. So I kind of needed a quarterback back because I wasn't looking good. And he said he was going to move, and I said, "Shoot, I'll, I'll take a shot." All right, we will get to all the other trades next week when we talk with Todd. But Daniel, are you ready for the exclusive interview here with the league? That's right, I am. All right. So give us your background on fantasy, whether it's CFF fantasy, C2C fantasy. Give us your background. Well, I've played mostly pro leagues for as long as I can remember. I think our first league ever was on CBS. I think at the time when we did it, CBS was the only platform that even had it. Uh, and this is before they made you pay for it. And they didn't make you pay for it, and, you know, that kind of whatever. Uh, so I've played a lot of pro, you know, I've been in a few different leagues that would fold and I join another one and that might go down. So, um, I've been in the same one now for oof, number of years, six or seven for the pro. Uh, and then a few years back, a guy I worked with saw I was into fantasy and he asked me if I was joining his college dynasty. And my first thought was, I didn't even know there was college fantasy football. It made so much sense now, but at the time I was like, I, there's college fantasy football. Uh, joined the Dynasty League, terrible roster. There's a safety on that roster, just for whatever reason. Don't know why. <laughs> uh, but then I kind of got hooked because I feel like the college side of things, you know, on the pro side, you're not finding sleepers anymore. There's a million articles on every player. There's no more sleepers. You know, like you might get lucky on your draft picks, but you go to the college side and people view every player so differently. And if you call your shot and you can get it right, geez, that can really just kind of make or break you. My second year in that CFF Dynasty League, I won the championship on the back in Jalen Hurts. I, I nabbed Jalen Hurts for cheap because the guy thought, oh, he got benched, he's going to sit, and then nothing. And then goes to Oklahoma and 
was a monster that year. Number one player in fantasy by far. Uh, so I've played a bit, and now I've played in the CFF Dynasty for four or five years now, minus the COVID year. We uh, didn't do it that year because the Big Ten uh, joined way late, and it was just too hard to kind of finagle. So uh, C2C is the first time, but I've played Dynasty on both sides, so I don't feel completely out of sync, but the CFF Dynasty that I'm in is a P5 league, so a lot of these G5 guys I am playing catch-up on. Uh, because there's just so many of those guys. Just pick ones that score points. Usually that's going to get you far. <laughs> well, and for CFF, you know, totally. Uh, the hard part I'm trying to figure out is, like, these G5 guys very rarely make it to the NFL and do and do a whole lot. You know, it's always the random guys that you wouldn't expect, you know. Yep. It's basically uh, Antonio Brown and then I don't know who else. <laughs> Ty J, Ty J Spears. I, Randy Moss yeah, was all right. And, well, okay. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so is Marshall? Shannon Sharp. You, you don't remember Shannon Sharp? Marshall? I mean, Byron <laughs> Leftwich? I mean, what are we talking about? Yeah, they happen to really go on deep into the, into the repertory, you know, like. So also, yeah. I guess, I don't know if the league knows this, but Daniel, how did you and I meet? Uh, we did a mock draft together. And then we happened to be talking in the chat and the Ankeny got brought up, which is where I live. And I think you got family here. And then yep. the other guy in the chat, he lives here too. And it just happened to be like, hey, you want to meet up for a beer? I'm like, do I want to meet up with a stranger I met on the internet to have a beer about college football? Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Not doubt in my mind. So why'd Luke tell me it was actually on Feet Finder? It was fucking weird. Well, I didn't think we were going to tell that story. I thought you know, no. he agreed to... Oops. Let that one be a secret. Yeah, that's a new tweet. That's not supposed to be talked about. <laughs> oh, my bad. <clears throat> but but yeah, we were in a. I believe it was just a CFF mock draft. Mm-hmm. I yep. think. Yeah. Then slow draft. I, I think I was like, I was in Iowa City, and I was like, I was on the clock. I'm like, I'm going back from Iowa City, and then yeah, it kind of went from went from there. So kind of a crazy. Uh, turn of events and then I'm like hey you want to come to the draft party see our 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 league and then wildcard came and came with a lot of hot takes some people left before uh, a lot of his calling out happened but <laughs> i can't can't wait to and, hear about how this year goes and now um, i think i've inherited one of the rosters that i thought was terrible so <laughs> I did I believe that's correct yes so what did you think of the casuals to degenerates NFL draft party last year. You know, uh, I've watched the NFL draft almost every year. Um, but being able to watch it when you have your own players involved, I mean, for a pro fantasy side, when Charbonnet got drafted in the second round of the Seahawks, I was like, that sucks. But I was like, man, if you had Charbonnet on your college team, that's devastating. That almost destroys most of his value. You know, he's now like a guy you're hoping that Walker goes down. Like now you have to hope for an injury, which is terrible. Uh, so it's a lot of fun to be able to watch a draft. And in real time, you kind of see, oh, that's great for my player. Oh, that's terrible for my player. You know, the ups and downs, uh, you know, see which random tight end gets drafted way too high. And you're thinking, oh, maybe that guy will actually be something. And he won't, you know, because rookie tight ends hardly do anything. Uh, so I'm pretty pumped this year to see, you know, what few, I guess, I have left if I traded <laughs> possibly all of them away. Uh, which means I don't want any heartbreak. 
<laughs> but I will say that was a fun part of the NFL draft is having your guys. Uh, Nate really likes it. Um, he loves. He, you know, he sits there and really calculates everything. And then Grimm's probably sitting across from him making eye contact. And they're they're talking via, like, Morse code blinking at each other. And you think they're just, like, hitting on each other. And they're trying to get deals done. Um, I'm sure of it. He's probably, like, on – Grimm's probably, like, on the, either uh, – he's probably on TikTok making – he goes to the bathroom, makes a dance, sends it to a tweet about what – what trade he wants to do. I think that's how it goes, right, Tweet? Uh, Grim would never be on TikTok. That man writes everything down in a five-star notebook. Um, he's uh, he's on TikTok. He is on TikTok. Is he on TikTok? He is on TikTok. Jesus. Like, he I, says he doesn't do any dances, but I don't believe it. I must be the old man here then. I'm not on TikTok, so. He's on TikTok. Good Lord. <laughs> it was, it was one of the more shocking revelations of the last year. Yeah, it's very shocking uh, outside of you not trading him that draft pick. But, you know, uh, shocking. <laughs> All right. Daniel, what? You took over the team. Uh, Jacob reached out to you. He wanted to do some trade. You're like, hey, I got to look at my team first. I got to see what my college team looks like. I got to see what my NFL team looks like. You you open that Fantrax app and you look at that college team. What is the first thought? by Daniel. Uh, my first thought was I better pray the one or two guys I have that are good doesn't get injured because <laughs> my God, I mean, there's a lot of what ifs and what could be's on this team. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure I dropped more players than I had to just cause I was like, there's no way I'm keeping some of these bumps, you know? Uh, so I'm hoping my best case scenario, two or three years, and maybe I actually can compete for playoffs. Nice part about college, every three to four years, everyone's got a new roster anyways. So, you know, rebuilding, less worrying on the college side because four years from now, we all have different rosters anyway. So if I can draft all right, get a little luck, maybe the portal doesn't screw you over, you know. Uh, but, man, kind of – and there was one or two, I'm like, damn, that, that's a good get. But the majority of the roster, I'm like, Ugh, what's this guy going to give me? You know, eight points, great. You know. So what that's are your thoughts the, then on that? The, uh, that's where the G5 definitely comes in handy. It's just like filling out a roster with guys who can get you some points. Yeah. So what were your thoughts then with the NFL orphan team? Well, so, you know, that one's tough because, you know, Superflex, obviously, you know, and Joe Burrow is nice to have. I mean, you got a guy who, you know, five, ten years should be pretty solid. I mean, he's shown he can play well. He's got Jamar Chase with them. They should, if the Bengals are smart, tie those guys together. Um, so I feel pretty good about that. And, like, honestly, I mean, obviously I'm a Vikings fan, so I'm a little, you know, biased, but you have Kirk Cousins in there. I mean, before he went down, he was leading the league in yards and touchdowns. And I don't think he's ever a guy who's going to finish number one overall. But he's always in that 10 to 12 range. And if that's your guy you're flexing, that's just fine, you know? Uh, but that's why I was really trying to get rid of, like, Aaron Jones, you know, some of the guys who are approaching 30. You know, I just got to get younger because in order to, you know, reset that roster, I got to reset the college first. And I just got to make trades. And that's why I was like, you know, I wouldn't mind Tua because I don't think he's got the ceiling of Drake May, but he's got a higher floor because Tua's already made it in the league. And uh, – He'll be solid. So the NFL side, I'm really kind of just hoping for a lot of lucky bounces 
and just trying to nail those waiver ads in the middle of the year for the random players who pop up out of nowhere or if a running back goes down or something, you know, and just hope that my guys don't get injured. Um, I, I could be wrong, but Jacob, tweet, correct me if I'm wrong, like Patrick's team has kind of been like that three to five range or like three to four the yeah. last couple of years. It keeps beating me in the playoffs <laughs> like every year. And he yeah. would beat me in the regular season every year. Like I was so pumped to like actually beat him this year once. Last two years it was like first round of playoffs. My team's been, you know, scoring around like two hundred points, and then the first round of playoffs comes around hundred and thirty. Yeah, he's he's not bad on the. This past year wasn't as good, I don't think, just because he had those injuries. But like, I think he got third. Did he get? Right? Yeah, even with well, because yeah, I think he beat Grim. Grim had that team. That's he didn't right. Make any money. That's right. Oh, I mean, well, that was the big thing I was looking at for that roster is, you know, if Cousins and Burrow don't go down, I mean, that's a that's a roster that could, you know, on a lucky week do some damage, you know. Yep. But I mean, yeah, Kirk I mean, Cousins' got, clock is ticking. He's got Jordan Addison too. Like he's got players. Like there's tons of mm-hmm. he's got tons of wide receiver talent. Like it may not be the top tier, but you still got like Christian Watson. Like he's gonna put up points. Like you, you well, still- I messaged a few of the guys who I thought had decent running backs, but not real wide receivers. I think I have a lot of wide receiver twos. I, mean, yeah. I do. I, I just like a lot of guys who mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at my roster now. I'm probably going to start two running backs and then just full flex wide receiver. Um, and I'm not mad about that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I was trying to move a, some of those guys. I feel like that's a good strategy and full point PPR in general to do. It gives you a lot more, I think, variability, but then you're your highs are real high. Your lows might be a yeah, little bit Yeah, if you can low. capture a couple of boom weeks at the same time, I mean, that could be, you know, weak winning. So I, so I don't hate the roster. I need a tight end real bad. You know, I got Pat Fryermuth, who's nothing special, nothing sexy, but unless you have a top two tight end, that's what you're getting anyways. So who cares? And if they can get any quarterback besides Kenny Pickett, I mean, maybe he'll actually be good again. Justin Fields, here we come. Uh, luckily, I think he's going to be a Falcon. Probably. Luckily, Daniel, you got DK Metcalf. He could have been on Grimm's team, but Grimm didn't want to trade Travis Kelsey for DK Metcalf. And whew, luckily, I was able to get Arch Manning with that. So thank you, Grimm. Mm-hmm. Who needs who needs Travis Kelsey when you can have Arch Manning? All right. So you, you mentioned your expectations uh, on your NCAA side is you're, you were hoping in I think you said like three years or so to be competing. Yeah. Uh, what What is your expectation on each side for year one? What is success year one? for Daniel? Yeah, year one, what's success for Daniel? Uh, I mean, I don't even care if I make playoffs on either side. You know, year one of a C2C, I just want to end the year where I feel like I don't need to burn it down again. I mean, I, I know it sounds probably pretty extreme, but if I can finish the year where I'm like, okay – these guys showed flashes. These guys showed promise. If they can just get more snaps, more playing time, or transfer to somewhere lucky, uh, I'll feel pretty good about that. And on the NFL side, I guess, you know, the big thing is, you know, I got Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. I just need those guys to stay in places with weapons, with systems where they can just finish wide receiver 12, 15, 10, ballpark. Um I think if I get lucky on the injury side, I think the NFL side, I could make playoffs. Uh, first year, though, I'm really just trying to better my team, younger my team. I don't really care about finishing. I'll have no problem selling some of the older guys to get younger guys for guys who are trying to win now. 
uh, year two on the on a college side, if I'm not making playoffs, I'll be pretty bummed. And so NFL, side, really, NFL side, yeah. If you really want to make a statement, you should do what Jacob does and tries to acquire the whole eleventh round and take tight ends. And, Jacob, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what you do? Or is that no, someone else? That's someone else. Okay. I, I only roster two tight ends right now. All right. Well, it's nearly impossible to find one on the college side, which makes it more entertaining. So I'm going to highlight one today. Yeah. And wow. All right. So you got your year one. Call your shot now. What year are you in the finals on each side? Oh. Um, well, like I said, college side, year two, I want to be in playoffs. I don't see why year three or four, I can't be in the finals. Now, it takes a lot of luck. Like I said, in three years, we all should have basically different rosters anyways. I've always liked my drafts. I, I, like, I like the draft board I set up. Uh, NFL side's a little trickier. I mean, I'm going to need a lot of these guys to filter through. So probably five years is probably what it's going to take on the NFL side before I feel like – I can walk in as a, a guy who can make the finals. And you need five years. That tells me I need. There's a chance. <laughs> Ten yeah. years, a decade. I could I could be dead Two? at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We kind of talked about it a little bit, but I'll just. Is your favorite deal that you've pulled off so far the Brian Thomas, Zay Flowers? That's your favorite one so far? I think so, just because it was the perfect pairing where one podcast talked about Zay Flowers in a way I liked a lot, and one tweet didn't like Brian Thomas. I was like, well, boom, let's swap these guys and see if it works out. And and like you said, that's probably the best part of C2C leagues is finding that trade partner that really believes in this guy that you don't believe in and doesn't believe in the guy that you really believe in, and you can swap, and you both feel like you hit it out of the park. Realistically, either you that both of you hitting another park typically doesn't work. One of you comes out as the winner, but uh, at least you feel good uh, in the in the moment. Um, yeah. All of us here have traded with you, but the people who haven't, who are mm-hmm. scared to reach out to Daniel, who are just okay with beating mediocre, who don't want to better their teams, if they decide, you know what. I want to try to be better. How do I pull off a trade with Daniel? Do I throw spaghetti at a wall? Do I reach out to you on Twitter, the sleeper app? How how do I how do I get a hold of Daniel to make a trade? Honestly, any and, and all of the above. Uh, I think the hardest part about any trade is that first offer because I feel like it's it, it's so hard to find out. Cause like you could send an offer and the other guy's like, dude, that's ridiculous. You're trying to absolutely destroy me on that trade. And sometimes they auto accept it and you know, you messed up like, Oh, I could have asked for way more. Uh, so just start, you know, I mean, that, that's the hardest part is just that first offer. And then once you have an, an offer, you have two sides, it's easier to tweak. Uh, I don't like that guy as much. You know, throwing this other guy instead. Oh, I like him a little more, you know, up the pick. Um, but you can't be afraid. I mean, I, I remember when I first started my first dynasty league on the pro side, I was so scared to send offers because I remember I sent out like my second offer ever. And the dude in the group chat, you know, lit me up for trying to take advantage of him. And I was like, I, I thought it was a pretty good deal, you know, but everyone views players differently. So now I'm like, I'll just throw spaghetti at a wall. Like you said, I mean, who cares, you know, just start the offer. 
and I'll go from there. Because like you said, like I don't like Arch Manning. You like Arch Manning? Perfect. Match made in heaven. I don't like Brian Thomas. You like Brian Thomas? Great. Let's get, let's get him off my roster. You know, uh, so anything. I mean, it's all, I mean, I, I got an offer on fan tracks right now. I haven't had a chance to really dig into yet. You know, so Ooh. Ooh. our league or different league. This league, yeah, yeah, this league. I uh, I like the spaghetti on the wall. Uh, I know other people use that, you know, fuck, Mary kill website or whatever. I can't yep. remember what that website's <laughs> called anymore, but I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Pretty uh, much. For, for trade value. Uh, I like the spaghetti on the wall. I, th- I don't think anybody ever gets anywhere by just talking or, like, sending yeah. a text message. Because you just, like, at that point in time when people message me and say, hey, what do you want to do for this guy? I'm like, I don't know. Send me an offer. Like, then we'll figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or it just like devolves to where you're trying, you or the other person is trying to convince the person that this is like good for them. Like, it's stupid. Just yeah. Decline or counter. Yeah. My, yeah. My, thing, yeah. my thing is like, I just like to know hey, do you want to do a trade? Yes. Who are the players that you're interested in? And then I'll tell you the players I'm interested in. So then at least we know who to like not really even involve in a trade. It's like, I don't, I don't, like you said, I don't want to convince you that you need this player. You either like him or you don't. I'm not going to waste your time. If you don't want him, then I won't even think about putting him in a trade. Um, let's see here. Anything else that you want to tell the league? Is there a message you want to send? Is there a player or a manager you want to call out? What What is something that you want to tell the league? Uh, I guess just two people. Uh, whoever won both sides last year, either side, uh, count your days. They're numbered. And fuck All right, that would be that would be Rinker, uh, mm-hmm. the guy who. Yeah, hater number is he number one now? Is he the number one hater? Is he? He's been races? number one. He's been number one going on six months. Okay, so uh, we've got Rinker. He's got the Green Bay symbol. Uh, just a trash organization. Uh, like mm-hmm. that. Oh, the Vikings fan, I agree. NFL champion. So, uh, what's that? He's a two-time NFL champion. Yep. So, so this is year, this will be year four, and he's won it twice on the NFL side. And then Chad, who? a big L. Who? Uh, yep. Tweet does not recognize him. He lost in the in the finals. Tweet does not recognize him as his champion. Nope. Uh, big L won this year on the back of a lot of G5 players. Uh, again, moving people over to the NFL side. And he has a lot of players that will go pro in something other than sports, <laughs> um, which makes it easier for adding things to sleeper for, for Chad's team. So he does have enough yeah. picks now to get a full roster. So that's uh, and that was very nice of you, Jacob. <laughs> so out of the goodness of my heart. You know, what was that trade? I don't even remember. I got to look up. Look at that. I, I got like a ninth back this year. And a, a ninth six. and a six yeah. next year for 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Wow. What a nice guy. It's Always wild. been nice. Always been nice and generous with the, the picks always always all right i tend to even just like entertain trading for picks more than most the other league most the rest of the league so do you not this year but most years (laughs) some would say you just kind of tickle the balls of a trade yeah just don't get them to come sometimes 
All right. Um, anything else, Daniel? Otherwise, we will get right into our player highlights for this. I have a question for Daniel. Oh, okay. Yeah. You traded with me. You traded with Luke. You traded with Tweet, and you traded with Nate. Mm -hmm. Who is the worst to trade with? <laughs> and you have to name one um, person. Just like this is this is well. Brutal. I don't it know if worst is the right word, but uh, Nate and I went back and forth the most uh, oh, by oh. far. Is he a nickel and dash or what? He is. No, what I did eventually was I went through his fan tracks NFL roster. And I ranked him myself. I I deleted all the names I didn't want, and I just sent him a picture. I didn't, I didn't show him my rankings. I didn't want him to know how bad I wanted some players. But I sent him all the pictures on both sides. Like, hey, these are everyone I'm interested in. You include any of these guys in an offer for any of the guys you want on my side, and I'll, I'll be pretty happy. Just don't include anyone that's not on this list. And uh, then he and totally to get some of these guys. Nice. And then he totally uh, added players that you do – didn't want or or something he like missed the assignment didn't he no uh the first offer okay. after that uh i said well that he listed five players that i had uh on that side you know and it was it took me a while because i was at work it was kind of a slow day so i was just looking up each player and i use twitter a lot all it takes is one tweet with some good info that i agree with i'm like i'm in on that guy uh <laughs> So I uh, so I will be making my own burner account. Yep, and burning. <laughs> making a burner account right now. That's got anything that I want to trade. That will just come from that. Go that <laughs> Iowa quarterback. Yeah, it's go. always like player backflip videos. Those get me, and I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta um, go get this guy. <laughs> the reason I started is uh, the buddy that got me in the CFF Dynasty League, Rondell Moore, his freshman year. No one was talking about him. He said he drafted him only because he saw a video that he was squatting 600 pounds. And that was it. And then yep. he ended up being a CFF stud. And so ever since yep. then, I'm like, all right, I'm totally in. You know, some of these intangibles are totally 100% like, I guess intangible is not the right word, but some of these things, like, who cares how good you can catch the ball? If you're fast and strong as hell, that's all that matters in college, especially, you know? So, yeah, I love Twitter for it. Similar story, but I drafted Demon Demas based off of a backflip video. It just didn't work out the same. Yeah. It just... <laughs> all right, Daniel. I guess I got a follow-up question to Jacobs. You've done a deal with all of us. And Nate, who was the best manager to deal with? Ooh, so you've got the Nate's the worst. Uh, you know, I, I feel like Jacob. Um, oh, bullshit. Only because. Only because he was the first, and it was you the always remember first. your first, <laughs> and, and, and it was the one where both sides I got what I wanted. You know, some of these trades, like, I, like, I don't mind, you know, players and stuff. Like, I, I don't like the Tua, Pat Fryermuth. Like, I like those guys. If I, I wasn't looking to get them, but I was totally happy to get them. But the, the trade with Jacob with Flowers and Brian Thomas, that was the perfect marriage of a guy I wanted and a guy I wanted to get rid of. So so it sounds like you like just, that trade the most, but what was the it, interactions with on with it was the very easy. I mean it was, it was, it like, was very hey, quick. Yeah, because I think I was trying to get Lucas because I think Lucas Yeah I need a tight end. He wanted to he wanted to keep the tight end and then I was like well I I do like Jackson Dart and he entertained that and so I'm like I'll just bump up the pick. Does that work for you? 202. Okay. 
I mean, it was. Yeah, I think big, it was big, like big. two offers back and forth. It was like that first offer. I'm like, I got to keep Luke Oz. It's like, what about Jackson's art for 202? Done. And I think that was about as fast as it went. Yep. Nice. All right. So Jacob Best, Nate Worst. Great. Luke and Tweet, we're just kind of tweeners. That's we're all right. right. Between. That's okay. At least, as long as I'm not the worst. Yep. That's all that matters. We got a deal done. That's the most important thing to deal with. What's that? You used to say I was the worst one to deal with. It's because you just declined everything. You didn't <laughs> want to trade with me. I didn't trade with you for like a year and a half, two years. No, now you now you started to, and you're like, wow, this is kind of easy. <laughs> Tweet. Do you have a question for for Daniel? Uh, no, no, I didn't. I didn't know I was supposed to come prepared with anything, uh, per usual. So, <sighs> all right. Player highlights then, unless Jacob, you've got another another question. Nope, that was it. I mean, this is this is Daniel's one on one. This is his chance, to, his his time. All right, got nothing I'll, more. I'll be honest. I think if he just gets you know his mind around the G five, like you can build a competitive team like right now. Yeah. So, I mean, if your draft, like, say your draft picks are Haynes King, Jaden Higgins. Like those kind of guys, like early on, okay, there's three spots yeah. in your roster that are already filled with probably guys who are going to score a lot of fantasy points this next season. I can't believe you would say Haynes King just like well, that. Like, so, part well, of the me, other thing, I, I can't believe you talk about the G5 deal. guys and say a power five. Okay, I'll say Freddie Brock. Okay. All right. Him. I mean, Georgia Tech's but, basically G5. True. It, it kind of. Vanderbilt. Here's the deal. The other thing with the Jackson Dart thing is like I'm using this 202 on Haynes King. I'd rather use it on Jackson Dart. <laughs> well, Jacob, let's get into our player highlights. We're looking at one freshman, one UDFA that is available in our supplemental draft. What is the freshman you want to talk about? I'll let you talk for the next hour. I'm going to talk about Cornell Hatcher Jr. Oh, boy. He's the number 123rd running back in 247 composite rankings. He's 5'11", 205 pounds, very late riser in the recruiting cycle, and he'll be going to Oregon State. Prior to receiving his offer from Oregon State, he was predominantly recruited by Ivy League schools and service academies. This is a player that clearly was just like overlooked and lost in the shuffle. He had a fantastic senior season. His junior season was also really impressive. He played for Centennial High School in Corona, California. Basically, that's some of the toughest competition in the country. And um, through three varsity seasons, he racked up 4,100 yards, 235 yards receiving, and 75 total touchdowns. Outside of him likely sitting behind Damian Martinez for a year, the argument can be made that he's actually probably the best in this 2024 20, running back class. And he should probably be the first freshman running back taken outside of stars and ratings. I, I like that. And they have Fenwick that was there. They, they had a two running back system. So mm-hmm. I could see him getting some run. Plus they're playing a lot of the mountain West. So how much does Damian Martinez like play a full game? Like he might get a lot of, a lot of run this year, and like you said, yeah, he was a, a late riser. I'm pretty pumped. I, um, I'm part of that. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of the league now. Um, program, 
Yeah, the program. And I was able to grab him, recruit him, and, and get him on my team. So I'm excited for him. Tweet, do you have anybody that you want to talk about? I know you do. Oh, so last week got me really excited about these eight-man football players. Um, so I've actually decided to continue watching film on just eight-man guys. And in the next month or two, I will be coming back with a full review of everybody that I think should go to P5 conferences from eight-man football. So, yeah, I'll be at, I'll be doing that. Um, so that's my college guy. Okay. I didn't Thank mention you. It, I didn't mention it last week, but like the last NFL player that came from eight man was Tariq Cohen. So not, all a great, right. not a great bet to take an eight man football player. Yeah, one good year. Like, still like Carter Nelson. Not great, but I'm gonna find the the gyms. So all right. My freshman, uh so I, I had asked Grim which one he wanted. He waited too long. I already picked my names. So, freshman, I went with tight end Tavian Galloway, 6'5", 230-pound, composite four-star, and 24-7, he is tight end 30. Uh, doesn't have great athletic numbers uh, in Camps to Canton's athletic profile, but I don't know, when I watch his film, his athletic measurables don't kind of translate to what I see. I mean, granted, he is from Indiana, no, he, Ohio, Indiana, Ohio, one of those, one of those states, Tomato. and he, he, he's not afraid to block, which that's what you want for your tight end, so he's on the field, but he's, I think he's a solid athlete and gets a lot of yak. I didn't look at the strength of schedule for those schools, but like, he'll get drag routes, he'll do screens, and he he gets a lot of yak. So somebody that I like, he's going to Purdue. So we'll see what he does there. Uh, his, his best athletic comparables on campus to Canton website is Chase Sternberger. And he, and his last um, person that he compares to is Cameron Latu. So if anything, he's probably like a college tight end. And let's be honest, if you can identify a college tight end as a freshman that's going to hit in the NFL, like that's amazing. Uh, 24-7, Alan True compared him to, I think it was Hendershot. Peyton Hendershot. Um, so, like, he'll probably do enough on the college side. It'll be okay. And then he, he probably has a shot on the NFL side. But starting at 230 as a freshman, you know, he's probably getting up to 250, 260, probably pretty quick by his junior year at least um, again, maybe I don't like ever drafting a tight end. Cause it's not fun. And then we only have four waivers to use at all during the year. Yep. Uh, and I also don't ever want to use that unless I really feel confident. Like my number one pickup that I did when we first started that, uh, what was his name? Brock Bowers. Is that, is that who his name was? Yeah. Brock Bowers was actually on your team at one point, Daniel. Um, he was he, he got dropped. He was. Previous guy. So, yeah, he was drafted. Yep. Drafted yeah. and dropped. Dropped before the season. I also started. see I would have had the 1 1 in the college, but that got traded away too. That really hurts. Yeah. yeah. And the, you should give that back. 
And then luckily, luckily, <laughs> Daniel just said, you know, I don't even want Hendon Hooker. Drops him. I should have just picked him up anyways. <laughs> I'm surprised anyone picked him up. I mean, I do well, not believe football did. at all. I mean, well, he, well, he can call Teddy, that Teddy roster, not my roster. Teddy Glovehands um, is supposed to retire, so he'll be the number two there. Let's see here. Jacob, who do you have as your UDFA that you want to um, talk about? All right. Um, Harold Fannin. He's a 6'4", 230-pound junior tight end for Bowling Green State. As a true sophomore in 11 games, he had 44 catches for 623 yards, six touchdowns. He finished the season sixth in total fantasy points and fourth in fantasy points per game. Why is that notable? Bowling Green State's offense was horrible. Um, they averaged 188 yards passing a game. So for context, that's 308 yards less than Georgia in the number two tight end Brock Bowers had. Like <laughs> there's just so much less volume that he was capturing. So his market share is huge within this offense. Um, for further context, that's only 70 yards more than whatever horror show Iowa was putting on national television weekly. <laughs> Think about that. It's not that much more. So basically, as far as I can tell, Bowling Green State's not going to be good on offense again. But one thing's for sure, the volume kind of goes through him, and he does look like a man among boys kind of in the G5. So, And he's a touchdown machine. Um, they kind of look for him there in the red zone. Yep. Tweet, did you have a UDFA that you wanted to highlight, or is it – is there a eight-man football guy that you were able to find in the UDFAs? Uh, I don't have that disease, so no. Um, <laughs> I've, I've never – I got tested, and no, I don't have the UDFAs. So. All right, sounds good. Uh, the player that I would like to highlight is Darrell Robinson. He's a redshirt freshman going to UConn. He just transferred to UConn. He came from Charlotte. He was 6'1", 200 pounds. He was a former three-star composite running back uh, for 24-7. Going into his freshman year, he was RB70. As a redshirt freshman at Charlotte, he played in four games, had 40 attempts for 166 yards, one touchdown, one reception for 14 yards. So he played his four games, shut it down. He transferred. He... Went to school in Maryland and then went to Charlotte because it was that Biff Pogi guy, the guy that wears the, the cut uh, cutoffs. He was the coach at, he had built this academy that got a whole bunch of players into the NFL and he went to Michigan as the run game coordinator. Then like, who was it? I think it was, uh, um, what's the quorum I think went to the high school and it was just like this feeder program. Like, Oh, Biff's over here. So like everybody that comes from, it's kind of like the IMG, et cetera, but in Maryland, which, you know, East coast football, not huge, but, then they were going to Michigan, and then he goes and he takes this job in in Charlotte, and then he just went there. He like, it was like, yep, I know I want to play for Biff. 
he gets redshirted, and then I don't know what happened, but then he he goes to UConn, and it's not like UConn has a tough tough schedule. They I don't know exactly who they play in the first three games. I'm sure there's a, a couple tough teams, but you had um, I'm trying to think of the guy who who went to Michigan State last year, transferred out, and they had a pretty good freshman running back two years ago that was there. But I think he is a guy that can – what Jacob wanted was who's the next Tajay Spears. I think he has the ability to to come out of the G5. I guess UConn's not even G5, are they? They're just mm-hmm. out there independent. Um, he does like to bounce a lot of things outside, and he doesn't, in my opinion, have the speed to always hit that. So I think if he can find a system, I don't know what UConn runs, but if he can find a zone system, he is pretty patient. He can catch the ball. Uh, he's a big guy who I think does better running through the tackles, but I think he does like to just bounce it out. So if he can, with his vision, I think he, he would be in a good in a, a zone run scheme. But well, that is he- the guy. Good news for him. The toughest competition he plays is probably Syracuse. Um, Do you have their schedule up? Yeah, they play Maryland, some MRMK, Duke, FAU, Buffalo, Temple, Wake, Rice, Georgia State, UAB, Syracuse, and Massachusetts. So, I mean, I think who I think he ends up getting the starting gig. If I'm going to draft him in our supplemental. I'm probably not taking him before the 15th round. Like he is a last dart throw, but if anything, I'm maybe watching him. I don't even think I'd use a, there's going to be people that pop. I don't even think I'm using a waiver pick on him, but maybe a guy that I'm watching for next year type thing. But if you want to just take your shot on him now, I think he's a last round guy. and, And I think, you know, He's got the build, 6'1", 200 pounds as a redshirt freshman. That Hey, that could be our next Tajay with some knees. I think they've only got, like, Victor Rosa is the only other guy. Victor that's Rosa, that's the, he's the that's only the other guy. one that's even close to 200 pounds for running back on their team. So, Daniel, is there any, uh, any guys that you've seen or any freshman that you've researched that you're kind of excited about or – or wouldn't mind highlighting? No, not really. Honestly, uh, ever since the portal became so active in the past few years, I don't look too much into freshmen until usually a lot closer to whenever we draft. Because, I mean, I think what spring training brings another portal. I mean, it could just totally change everything. I can't tell you how many times I'll do all this research, make a spreadsheet, and have to delete the whole thing. So, you know, I keep my eye open. You know, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I on Twitter, but there's not really anyone in particular that I've looked at too deeply, to be honest. So Grim wanted me to also highlight a P5 running back. So Grim, I'll do that next year or next week, and I will do that as my uh, UDFA uh, running back. So there's there's a couple guys that are are worth talking about. So. And if anybody in the league wants anybody specifically talked about, just like put it in the chat. Yep. Or if there's a position, I keep picking whoever I want. Same. Or if there's a position that you want to highlight. Uh, I prefer to not talk about tight ends. I will if I have to. 
Um, but yeah, Grim put in that he wanted tight ends and running backs, so that's what I did. And then there's only like about, a day later. There's only about three tight ends left to even talk about, so let's uh, not do those. I agree. I agree. I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, that will do it for us tonight. Thank you for joining, Daniel. Thank you for uh, doing uh, your interview for the league. We'll definitely like to have you on later, uh, right before our supplemental draft. You know, each week leading up to it, we like to do an interview with each manager. Manager, hey, how do you evaluate your team? Is there anything that you're looking to do so people can have an idea if there's a trade that they want to do? Um, hey, I'm kind of looking to move this, or I'm looking to address these needs here. Um, that's all we got. Jacob, don't hate the player, hate the game. And I'm Triple H. Good night. All right.